0: Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. Back of the net, what a save! To move the goalposts, to be on the ball. English, and especially British English, is full of football related vocabulary, expressions, and idioms. So, To celebrate the start of the UEFA European Football Championships, let's learn a few of the most useful examples together. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you will be able to watch football games in English with ease. And if you hate football, don't worry. Much of the vocabulary in this episode is also used all the time in business English and everyday conversations. But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. And you definitely should look at our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog for all transcripts and bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To qualify. To qualify. This means to succeed in getting into a competition, as in Nigeria was the first team to qualify for the World Cup. To reschedule to reschedule. This means to agree on a new or later date for something to happen. For example, I rescheduled my doctor's appointment for later in the week. Title. Title. A title is the position you get by beating all other competitors in a sport competition. For instance, Joe Lewis won the heavyweight boxing title in 1937. Host. Host. A place of organization that provides the space and other necessary things for a special event. For instance, Qatar is the host nation for the next World Cup. Commentator. Commentator. A commentator is a reporter for radio or TV who provides a spoken description or, and remarks on an event, especially a sports competition. He is a football commentator. Beneficial. Beneficial. If something is beneficial, it is helpful, useful or good. For instance, a day off will be beneficial to your health. Exclamation. Exclamation. An exclamation is something you say or shout suddenly because of surprise, fear, pleasure, etc. For example, he shouted an exclamation of delight. And finally, to dominate. To dominate. This means to have control over a place or person. For example, despite dominating the game, United couldn't score and lost 2 nil. Over the weekend, the UEFA European Football Championship kicked off with a game between Italy and Turkey. 24 countries across the continent have qualified for the tournament, which was supposed to take place last year. Instead, due to the pandemic, it was rescheduled to this summer. So, slightly confusingly, this is the 2020 tournament, despite it being 2021. The tournament is also known as the UEFA European Championships, but I will use the informal name throughout this podcast, the Euros. The Euros are one of the largest and most watched and most important international football tournaments in the entire world. Many of the world's best players will represent their nations and try to become the champions of Europe. The Euros have been held every four years since 1960, except 2020, of course and is scheduled to take place in between World Cup years. The 15 European Championship tournaments so far have been won by 10 different national teams. Germany and Spain have each won three titles, France has two titles, and the Soviet Union, Italy, Czechoslovakia, Netherlands, Denmark, Greece and Portugal have won one title each. You might notice that a few of those countries no longer exist. This year's tournament is a little different from previous versions, as for the first time in the competition's 60-year history, it is being held across Europe. Usually, there are only one or two host nations, with all the games taking place there. However, this year, 11 different host cities in 11 different countries will hold matches, The final and semi-finals will be in London, while St. Petersburg, Baku, Munich, Rome, Amsterdam, Bucharest, Budapest, Copenhagen, Glasgow and Seville will all host games. The tournament begins with the group stages, where the teams are divided into six groups containing four teams. The top two teams from each group, as well as some of the best runners-up, will qualify for the knockout stages. The knockout stages means that if you lose a game, you are out of the tournament. Football is an incredibly important part of European, and many other parts of the world's, societies. It is also important, in fact, that sports-related idioms and expressions have entered the normal English language, and can be found in all kinds of situations. So, the rest of this episode is going to serve two purposes. First, it will introduce some useful vocabulary to help you watch and understand football games in English. Trying to understand the vocabulary of commentators, either on TV or radio, is often like listening to a completely different language. So, by introducing some of the most common vocabulary, expressions and idioms, Hopefully, you will be able to watch the Euros or other regional tournaments currently happening in Asia, South America, North America and Africa. However, if you don't like football, don't panic and don't stop listening. As I mentioned, football is such an important part of British culture that our language is full of football-related idioms and expressions. For that reason, I think it would be beneficial for you to learn a few of the most used. Whether you're interested in popular culture, business English, or simply having informal conversations, you will need football English. We use it all the time. And before I start with the vocabulary, just a reminder that I am British, and I also speak British English. For that reason, I am using British English vocabulary to describe football. So, most obviously, I am saying football instead of soccer, as many of you may have learnt from your American English textbooks. Moreover, while American English is full of sports-related vocabulary, football, or soccer, has not had a big impact on their language. Sports like American football, baseball, and basketball have been much more influential. So, while some of the vocabulary you will learn today can be used in both dialects, some are also exclusive to British English. Football vocabulary. I think it will be useful to start with some of the basic football vocabulary. There are 11 players on a football team. The goalkeeper or goalie is the player whose special role is to stop the ball from entering the goal. They can also use their hands and they're the only player on the pitch. A defender is a player whose task it is to protect their own side's goal and prevent the other team from scoring, while midfielders are positioned to play in the middle. Part of the playing field or pitch. The main aim for strikers, attackers, or forwards is to score goals. In addition to the 11 players on the pitch, a team also has substitutes, who are players able to replace another after the match has already begun. Players are not the only important people in football games. A manager, is a person responsible for controlling a team or training new players. The current manager of the English football team, for example, is Gareth Southgate. The referee is an official who watches the match closely to make sure the rules are followed and to decide what happens when the rules are broken or the teams disagree on something. The referee is helped by the linesman and assistant referees who assist from the touchline and can see things the referee may struggle to notice. The touchline or sideline is the boundary on each side of the field within which the ball must remain. The referee and his assistants are responsible for deciding on fouls, which are violations of the rules, bookings, yellow cards and red cards, which are given for the most serious fouls. Sending players off, which means those players are removed from the match if they receive a red card. And judging offsides. Offside is a position not allowed by the rules of the game, when the striker is closer to the opposing team's goal area than the last defender, when the ball is passed to him or her. Don't worry if you don't understand offside, it's one of the more confusing roles of football. There are also some very useful verbs which will help you understand football. Many of these verbs also have noun counterparts and are used in everyday English. To kick off means to start the game, to shoot is to kick the ball towards the net in an attempt to score a goal, to pass means to kick the ball to one of your teammates. While to head the ball means to touch and guide the ball with your head. To tackle is to take the ball from an opposition player. To block is to stop a shot or pass going through. And to save is what goalkeepers do when they prevent the ball from entering the net. There are many other specific vocabulary terms related to football. But I think the terms I have introduced here are enough to understand most of the basic parts of the game. Now, let's have a look at some of the most common football expressions. Football expressions Back of the net. This means to score a goal, especially when the ball hits the net hanging behind the goalposts. It is often shouted as an exclamation. As in, you should have seen it. It was such a great goal. Back of the net. We were robbed. This is one of the most common phrases in football English, especially if your team has just lost. It is a phrase used to suggest a defeat was unjust or undeserved, usually due to the actions of somebody else. Normally the referee. For example, the referee made a bad call. We were robbed. He or she pulled off a great save or what a save. These two are often used after the goalkeeper performs a quick, impressive and acrobatic stop of a shot. For instance, our goalkeeper is fantastic. I have no idea how he pulled off that save at the last minute. Hit the woodwork. When a player shoots at goal, but instead hits the crossbar or posts of the goal, we describe this as hitting the woodwork. It is seen as very unlucky or unfortunate. The goalkeeper made a howler. I chose goalkeeper for this expression. But you can change it to any player, and even non footballers. It is used when a player makes a very basic mistake and lets the other team score a goal. For example, the goalkeeper made a howler in the last minute and missed the ball completely. It's a game of two halves. This expression refers to the fact that football games can and often do change considerably throughout the 90 minutes. The team that dominated the first half might be second best in the second half. As in, they are losing at half time. But as we all know, football is a game of two halves. As with the vocabulary earlier, I'm sure there are many other expressions out there. If you know any others, please let me know on Instagram or by email. However, now let's move on to a few important football idioms. Football related idioms. Some of these idioms are going to be directly connected to football, while others will be more loosely associated with the sport. Get a kick out of something. This means to enjoy watching or doing something. For example, if you get a kick out of eating spicy food, I recommend you try this Indian restaurant. To kick something off. I introduced the verb to kick off earlier in this podcast, but now let's look at the idiomatic meaning. In fact, you might have noticed I used this idiom right at the beginning of this episode. To kick something off means to begin something or to cause something to start. In England, for instance, everyone is hoping that we can kick summer off with a successful Euros. To watch from the sidelines. I also mentioned sidelines earlier in the episode as well. This idiom is used to describe a position where someone is observing a situation rather than being directly involved in it. In football specifically, we can describe fans, substitutes, and managers as watching from the sidelines. Like many of these idioms, however, it also applies to everyday situations. For example, you didn't help me when the boss was shouting at me. You just watched from the sidelines. To move the goalposts. This means to unfairly change the rules or conditions of uh, procedures after those procedures have already started. Many countries' lockdowns were extended over the last year as the government kept on moving the goalposts. To be on the ball. If you are on the ball, you are very quick to respond to questions or requests and you are very aware of new ideas and methods. As in, John is the best employee, as he is always on the ball. To score an own goal. Scoring an own goal in football means to accidentally put the ball in the wrong goal. In real life, it means to do something that is unintentionally harmful to your interests. For instance, Jim scored an own goal by quitting his job before he had another offer. To take sides. This means to support one person or stand against a person on a certain issue, in a dispute, or in a contest. For example, I'm not taking sides in the dispute between Apple and Epic Games. A game changer. A game changer is an idea, a procedure, an event, or even a person that significantly changes the current way of doing something or thinking about something. For example, this new computer program is a game changer for the banking industry. Here is today's final thought. On this episode of Thinking in English, I have tried to introduce a selection of incredibly useful football-related vocabulary, football-related expressions, and football-related idioms. Don't worry, there was a lot, a lot of vocabulary in this lesson. So if you can't remember it all, don't panic. But I think it's important, especially if you don't really like football, to concentrate on the idioms. Football is such an important part of British culture that the English language is full of related terms, and even if you hate the sport, you need to know these idioms to understand many informal discussions, business English expressions, and more. Can you think of any other football related idioms, expressions, etc.? Have any other sports had an impact on the English language? How about in your language? Has football or another sport impacted it in the same way? Let me know. Reach out on Instagram or by email. I'm really interested to find out. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thinking in English. Please share with your friends, check out our social media links in the description and send us a message. We really appreciate all of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for topics or future podcast guests or any other learning format, please let us know. And please leave me a rating. We're now on Instagram. I'm sure you've already seen it, but go there, check it out. Lots of good content about vocabulary, pronunciation, and grammar. And Instagram is a great way to contact me. Uh, it's Thinking in English Podcast on Instagram, or the link is in the description. Also, all of the transcripts of the podcast are now available on the Thinking in English blog. Um, vocabulary list, comprehension questions, and all of the articles are there for you to read. And um, that link is also in the description, so please check it out too. Thank you and see you next time.